Tuners. I'm Erin. I'm Victoria. I'm Hebeka. And this is Out, Out of, of Tune. <laughs> Episode 13? 13. Yeah. Wow. 13. Wow. Isn't it amazing, you guys? I hope that someone's lucky yeah. number 13. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, tuning today was brought to you by the Berkeley Community Chorus and Orchestra. And there is some beautiful coughing at the beginning. And I found it on YouTube and went, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> Gotta um, love a good coughing, right? A good cough is always a good cough, you know? Um, I feel like concerts are not concerts without coughing. So it brought me back. It was very nostalgic, actually. Kind of. <laughs> I miss live concerts. Yeah. Me too. One day, you guys. One day we're gonna day. we're gonna have live concerts again. So but yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. Let's take it away, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> so today, um, we were all kind of perusing the internet this week, and we found some more resources. Yeah. So I heard of the Sphinx organization. Um, a long time ago because drew alexander ford otherwise known as that viola kid on instagram love him yeah youtube you've probably seen his juilliard videos um i know he auditioned for them and i don't think he got in which, i don't know either i don't think so no and i think that just credits how good like how amazing the orchestra sound is because he's obviously like a fantastic violist and he worked so hard for that yeah he's incredible um, yeah so it's i don't know to me that was like oh okay they're ex very exclusive but <laughs> i did some more research this week at week weekend um and found out a lot i'm actually like it's a really cool organization um mm -hmm. so what I the first thing I thought was really interesting is that so there's the Sphinx Virtuosi Orchestra, which is the chamber group that most people like know of, but yeah. it's a whole organization. Hmm. And the Sphinx organization, they define themselves as a social justice organization, not like a music organization. So I think it's kind of it's interesting that they put the social justice as like their main focus, but it also like totally makes sense since that's what everything's geared for. It just happens to be through music mm. that they're making this social change. Yeah, that is so nice. That's really powerful though, because I, I feel like music is something that everyone can have in common. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. I'm such a fan. Yeah. So I thought that was super cool, um, and it was founded in. 1997 by Aaron P. Dvorkin to address the underrepresentation of people of color in classical music, uh, which we all know if anyone's been in an orchestra, like it's mostly white people. Um, yeah, all very majority. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy, Aaron P. Dvorkin, I didn't read, a, there's so much about him, but he was actually President Obama, our man, President Obama's first appoint, appointment to the National Council on Arts. So. I just felt a certain way that we're talking about Obama. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I just had like a moment. Continue. He's, he's just like an in influential artist, like obviously, but oh, this, this organization is just so cool. Um, anyway, so they have four like areas that they try to help via. First one is education and access. That's their first area of hmm. focus. And 
this one oh my gosh it's so amazing um it they have a sphinx overture kind of thing which is free lessons and instruments to elementary schools in flint michigan and they also have a two-week summer program in flint michigan and then they also have something called the sphinx performance academy which is a free summer program for diverse string students ages 11 through 17. and this like really stood out to me just because we were talking about this a little bit before we started the episode but a lot of classical music is just kind of geared it's just geared toward privileged people which is why it's so hard to get into if you don't have that privilege especially you know we know now or we've all been more cognizant of the fact that a lot of these families of people of color um they just they have such we have such a leg up just because of the color of our skin they haven't had the time to establish their families and gain wealth so a lot of the time they just don't have the extra income to do things like buy a thousand dollar violin and take suzuki classes for however much money those cost and then you have these other kids with the privilege to do that who just have a leg up and again it's solely based on the color of their skin so and all of these programs are geared towards people of color which is just amazing because it's free summer programs and instruments are like the most expensive things ever and of course like people will say like it's a luxury to go to a three-week summer festival and all expenses paid and it's a luxury to have a nice instrument but the reality of the situation is that those things are kind of necessary to make it as a musician today and they're so expensive if you don't get in for free and it's so competitive so for the sphinx organization to give access to these things for these underprivileged kids is just it's so good it's giving them that boost that they didn't automatically have and putting them at least on an even playing field with their other peers oh i just i love reading about that yeah i was i was really uh interested too and i because when like i'm sorry if i'm gonna be repetitive but just like erin said the way that um if we just look to the education access program we're like oh yes of course it is what it should be right but then we compare with other um programs and other things that are um not free and not accessible and super um selected for privileged people mm-hmm. and then we see how it is uh important to have this program and how we should have more of these things why like we're like we were saying music should be inclusive and it is it should be a language that everybody could have access to not only why only privileged people doesn't this not right so it is really nice to have this program mm-hmm. yeah, i think the only thing i have to add i know talking about this and First off, Erin, you always do so much research each week, and I am so proud and so happy that you do. Thank um, you, Irene. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just hearing about Sphinx, and I, the only thing I have to add is it just kind of touches my heart. <laughs> you know, yeah. it just, yeah, it's just... It, I'm just it, thankful for them. Yeah, and th- it's something that the our country, but also... I think everywhere needs an organization like this. Yeah. So that is so true. And yeah. there's more. That was only one portion. 
I was more. also just so impressed by how far reaching this group is. I didn't even know. I only knew about the ensemble, but yeah, I only actually knew about I feel like I not recently. I think like maybe when I was in high school I first heard about Sphinx. Ooh, nice. Yeah. But it was through like a video on Facebook, you know, of yeah. either a soloist that like won their their competition or mm. like the ensemble playing. And I was like, right. what is this? Yeah. Okay, so their second category is Ooh. artist development, which again, oh my gosh, it's just amazing. Um, so they have the Sphinx competition, which you mentioned, which is open to young Black and Lat- Latinx. That's how you say that, right? Latinx. Yeah, Latinx, never, Latinx, yeah. I've never said it out loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the prize money ranges from 3000 to $50,000. Wow. I know. Plus, like, mentorship from artists. Which, mm. yeah, that money for a student can, oh my god, it's like life-changing. It's so life-changing, and also, yeah. At first, you know, my instinct is like, oh, I want to enter. But then, you know, I pull back and I'm like, no, 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 Aaron. <laughs> like, no, 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 this isn't for you. Yeah. I have other competitions to enter. This one is just for Black and Latinx students, you know? Yeah, absolutely. They deserve it. Totally. Um. The next up is the Music Assistance Fund, which is eligible to the Sphinx alumni who need help with educational and instrumental costs, which again, hmm. that's those are the two things that we all go to school and like you budget your rent and things, but you might forget to budget, you know, oh, uh, buying a $20,000 viola. <laughs> yeah, an instrument. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I that's again, life changing yeah Uh, (laughs) also just upkeep of your instrument is Mm -hmm. also very expensive like strings for one just strings period (laughs) um i am notorious for hanging on to my strings as long as they go i do not change mine on a schedule at all (laughs) so okay i have to say that (laughs) me too (laughs) well obvious reasons like who has all the money to do that like nobody <laughs> I, don't. I actually remember one season in my life that my professor would change her strings every two months right oh and every i would use months? her strings after the <gasps> because they were still good i mean yeah and then i would just use and i i would have like good strings for one month maybe <laughs> us talking right. about this reminded me that i have a note in my phone of the last time i changed my strings i keep the dates of i remember i remember when you first told me that like in the first year of grad school and i was like that is so that is so that makes so much sense that's I'm so ch- smart i'm gonna try and find it because why not okay wait there it is okay <laughs> the last time i changed my strings was may of last year <laughs> nice uh, like may of 2020 or 2019 oh i guess it is still this year so may of this year okay i'm still it. my head is already in 2021 i'm ready to be out of 2020 i mean we're like pretty much there so yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so long ago though maybe. yeah it was that's so- okay it's okay. Yeah, you're you're fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Okay. Next up. Okay, this is I think really unique, but the 
Sphinx organization has a national alliance for audition support, and it's in partnership with the New World Symphony and the League of American Orchestras, which I did not know existed. Um, what is that? I, I don't. What? I actually do not know. I will admit. I oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but it provides financial assistance oh. for Black and Latinx students pursuing orchestral auditions. Love plus mentorship. Hmm. Ooh. So. If you're a non-musician listening, um, doing orchestral auditions is just an out-of-pocket cost. Mm -hmm. So, and it's a little, you know, they're so competitive that chances are you're not going to get it. Like, and that's not to say that the people auditioning aren't good or whatever. Like, everybody's good, which is the issue. So, you don't know what you're looking for. You might have a bad audition. Everyone is great. And that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's a huge financial commitment because normally when you go to a job interview like you don't have to fly across the country and you also even if you get to that stage there might be like two other people going for the job but for an audition it's like such a big financial risk in a way that you're taking all this money all out of pocket on your dime it's so expensive and also to get the music i think is also an issue as well like to have all of the excerpts that's expensive yeah and again just knowing like the financial burden that often falls on these underprivileged students yeah it's just amazing to help them out in this way Mm mm-hmm I mean, obviously, they can't help everyone, and there are a lot of systematic issues that we need to change to make it not so... So, I also think it's really great that this, this, or this, is this an assistance or fund? This Mm -hmm. um, exists with the organization, because, like we said before, most orchestras are white, so... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very true. It's helping helping to diversify as well, which is really great. Yeah, even outside of what I love about this too is that it goes beyond this one organization mm. and like into the future of the students who are a part of it or not students, I guess the members of the organization mm-hmm. and also just into the rest of the world. Yeah, I think it's like it's creating branches, you know, off yeah. of yeah, I I love it. I'm obsessed. I love well, it. Well, talking about creating branches, um, this conversation just brought to my memory um project that we have in Sao Paulo this week. Oh. And it is uh somehow similar. It is um this project uh focuses on the inclusion and attraction and maintenance of students in situations of economic and social vulnerability. Hmm. <laughs> you got it <laughs> um so from the moment they become part of the okay it didn't say the name of the project yet right it's goody uh, from the moment they become part of the goody project students receive attention that goes far beyond the music education mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they have specific goals regarding social support of the children the teenagers um so in all the conditions that affect their life and well-being um, that might include like education, social, uh, social assistance, health, housing, um, work, and other wow. stuff. And their, their way of entrance is the music. I have a lot of friends that started uh, in that project and now they're like 
they're amazing musicians and it's really nice nice mm. that's amazing yeah um and then the next uh part of sphinx is obviously the one that we're all mo mo most familiar with which are the performing artists yeah so there's the sphinx virtuosity oh my gosh not that's not what it is <laughs> sphinx virtuos virtuosi i have issues with that word virtuosi virtuosi Virtu i do too with the word virtuosic virtuosity no mm -hmm. virtuosity yeah i always have to like think it in my head before i, I say it sphinx virtuosi yeah that that's how good. i feel most of the time sounds sounds good to me erin <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we all probably have heard of them. They're one of the nation's leading chamber ensembles mm. made fully of Black and Latinx musicians, of course. Um, and then they also have the Sphinx Symphony Orchestra, which I didn't know about, but I think they just meet mm. annually at the Sphinx competition, and it's like top performers from every other orchestra. It's like all state, but better. Yeah, like <laughs> mega all state orchestra, <laughs> which was just like. Ooh, that's so cool. I would that's be so amazing. excited to be there for that. Or to just watch a performance. Too. Yeah. Ugh. And then they Chills. also have... Yeah. They also have two quartets, the Harlem and the Catalyst Quartets. Oh. Which are dedicated to providing audience with new and diverse repertoire, of course. Nice. I know. I didn't know they had so many. I didn't know, I didn't know they had the quartets. I think yeah. I've heard of the Catalyst Quartet, though. Probably. Yeah, I feel like I heard of them, too, before I read about them. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Wow. And then they also have, they go, again, this is just, like, going above and beyond to me, but they have leadership, arts leadership as a section, and they have Sphinx Connect, which is an annual conference serving as the epicenter for diversity in music, which I didn't know existed, but that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then they also have medals of excellence which is an award and then a fifty thousand dollar career grant for three black and latinx artists and the, they do this annually wow wow who i want to know how they get the funds i know who Me donates too. i think oh. it's a, a lot of private donation it has to be yeah, yeah. i'm just sometimes i, I just want to know what the process is of you know i i'm I love that they have these funds, but I want to know where it comes from. <laughs> Let me look. 2019 yeah. income was eight, almost nine million dollars. That's so much money. Oh my gosh. Um, a lot of it. Okay, it says contributed income, so that must be like donations, right? Yeah, has to be. Yeah, and then there's earned income, is and that. Okay, so the contributed income makes up 74%. And then earned income, which I would assume is like ticket sales, is 13%. Yeah, ticket sales. Wow. And then there's wow. something that says in-kind income, which hmm. I don't know. That Maybe that's like public donations. I'm not maybe. sure. But if that's someone, 13 Someone enlighten us on what all of these things mean. But Yeah. Yeah. I, I donations, though. That's incredible. Yeah. And then almost... All of the money that they spend goes to the program. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's they, great. That's wild. And the budget has increased, wow, 145% from 2015 to 2019. So they're only growing. Wow. And Good. you can 
invest you can invest oh <laughs> i'm kind of interested <laughs> oh my gosh oh that's a wild it's cool to look at well yeah i swing says i i hope it keeps growing i think yeah. it will they also have more okay the other thing i wanted to touch on they have a, a venture fund which are grants for initiatives intended to solve an issue related to diversity in the performing arts. Hmm. I thought that was cool that they're putting so much emphasis on just like moving forward and again, like reaching so far outside of the organization itself. Like you can really tell what their goals are. Just their, like all of their programs are so, oh, it's, it's just so clear what they're going for and it's so say, it's very transparent like yeah and it also just makes sense <laughs> like it yes. just makes so much sense and I, I yeah I wish that I don't know I like want to be a part of it but I don't think I it's yeah it's not my area yeah um, but all we can do I guess is support yeah and to share their their mission and all of their different you know opportunities that they can provide other people yeah. um their work yeah and i and the people like the the performances that i've seen are so incredible mm-hmm. um I bet. amazing um yeah. but yeah and then so this kind of i guess leads into so okay i was inspired from our episode last week about the different databases right uh that we were talking about and i found another one uh i can't remember exactly what i googled but there is a connection with it with sphinx right Erin? oh yeah on the website they have resources for like finding music by diverse composers yeah on there yeah, and I found it from a Google search, and it's musicbyblackcomposers.org. And it basically is just a compiled, it's a database and lists um, Black composers. That's, I mean, that's all it is. But it will also say, like, where they're from, how they mm-hmm. identify. Um, it'll, and then it has, like, different links to um, their websites so you can find their music. Um, but another like super, super, super useful resource that I never knew about, (laughs) um, which I'm glad I know about it now, but again, sometimes I'm just like, why don't, why don't we know about these things or. Yeah. How I didn't uh, know about that before. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. Okay. So if you go on there. Okay. So on, I'm just on their website and I'm just going to talk through it. Basically there's a tab called sheet music. And they have something called uh, the repertoire directories. And then that's subcategorized by repertoire for violin and orchestra, repertoire for unaccompanied solo violin, repertoire for solo piano, repertoire for classical guitar. And then there's something called the music by black composers, uh, violin volumes. Um, So there's, and then they have other directories of living composers directories and then historic composers directory again super useful and if you go on the living composers directory that's where i was looking where it will list all of the composers that they have by last name alphabetically their gender the year they were born the region that they're located and then their website and 
it's and obviously it's all black composers and it's just so i was i was scrolling through the other day trying to see if i recognized any of the names and i don't (laughs) so um i will definitely be doing some some poking around and researching some of these composers just to enlighten my mind Mm -hmm. on some new music um and then i was looking for yaz (laughs) oh yeah but they're not on here unfortunately but i think it is user submitted yeah um so maybe i could submit them (laughs) um or they could submit themselves but anyway Mm -hmm. because i know because we had talked about yaz last week so i was like let me see if yaz is on here Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, musicbyblackcomposers.org. Uh, and it was, I think, started, I need to double check just to make sure, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was started by Rachel Barton Pine, who uh, is a female violinist, um, who's, I mean, she's very famous in, in yeah. the classical music world, but she's also, she's white yeah um so i think her taking this huge stance on you know how we don't have a like a i guess a good resource to to find music by mm-hmm. non-white composers and and then creating a space for it is amazing and yeah i'm really glad it's out in the world and available to people she also wrote educational yeah books. she has like like for beginning vi- or is it for beginning violinists? There are some for, I think beginning violin and cello made up. I it might I remember her talking about this. She did a master class at my school, but mm. it's like beginner books of music written by people of color. Like oh or, I mean, it was written previously, but organized into a book for beginning students to learn. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know if it's like out now. I just remember her talking about it, and I rem- it was funny because she was like, uh, "Sorry, not yet violas," and I was like, "Well, that's typical. <laughs> that's fine." <laughs> violas are always last. Yeah, you know it is what it is. <laughs> but that's really cool. I didn't realize that she is also cool in general. She's amazing. Like yeah. the way that she plays, and there's this video of like, um, you know how like Paganini did like variations on god save the queen mm-hmm. and blah 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 um but um uh, yeah i she do, she does like variations on happy birthday or something yeah um but again really really good she's amazing agreed wow i'm learning so much with you guys <laughs> there's so much that i don't know and it's so nice. And I'm really happy that we can share with our listeners. Yes. Yeah. Well, should we move on to the second half of the episode? Yes. Okay. And you guys know that we always have a second half, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first half, the second half. We don't have an intermission, but whatever. No, we don't need it. <laughs> we don't need one. Um. Okay. Should we name it? I feel that we should have a name for our. Maybe we should. First act, second act. Yeah. First movement, second movement. Oh yeah. Oh. We can think about it. Yes. Yeah. We can brainstorm. We can th- maybe we can you know think of some other things for next year to to spice it up. 
listeners yeah listeners let us know first act second (laughs) act first movement second movement prelude finale you never know i i could i can keep it coming (laughs) just kidding (laughs) um but yeah okay so for the second movement second half second act finale of our episode (laughs) um we thought we would talk about holiday concerts gigs experiences that we have had in our lives because you know what Christmas is a week away mm-hmm. when this episode is live it's technically less than a week away yes um and I feel all musicians have some good stories <laughs> from holiday concerts and gigs uh or you know church services uh so yeah we were going to talk about <laughs> that this week and I have a really good one <laughs> to me yeah. it's really good can I start yeah. <laughs> okay so now I can't remember what exact year it was either junior maybe senior year I think it was junior um I went to or I had a like a gig at a holiday party that some either college or department of Penn State was like hosting for their staff and their employees and faculty and they were holding it at um one of the hotels on campus it was it was called the Penn Stater and it's like one of those hotels that has a bunch of ballrooms and like Mm -hmm. you can have like different conferences there and it's like a big place um but they had (laughs) they had this party and of course like everyone's getting a little tipsy you know having a little fun and they asked the school of music to you know can we'll pay a string quartet to come and play some christmas music or whatever at this party and uh so i was asked my sister plays viola was asked um and i can't remember who else was there now that i think about it was sarah there it doesn't matter it, it was a long time ago, it feels like. Um, but what I remember most about <laughs> from this gig was this guy came up to us. We were playing a bunch of different Christmas music, like the regular, like Silent Night, Joy to the World, Oh Come All You Faithful, Jingle Bells, the whole, the whole works, you know? And he comes up to us and he's like, you guys are playing too much Christmas music. And we're like, what? yeah that's correct we are um that's what we're here to do and that's what we were asked to do and then he's like oh well can you play clocks like by by Coldplay yeah it's this song that has like cello in the beginning and I've actually the funny thing is I've actually played it in my middle school orchestra okay like yeah like it's it's a you know every middle school orchestra there's like arrangements for it you know and we were just kind of like, no, we can't. Uh, we don't know it. We don't have the music or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're not here for that. Like, we're not here for that. And then he, like, walked away. And we were like, it was just a really weird. He was, like, kind of rude. Really, it was a weird experience. Weird experience. Um, And then he, like, comes back. And he's like, hey, I got some tips for you. And he throws tea bags at us. Ooh. like like a like we like yeah it was just so and he like like you know how like you set up in a semicircle like kind of for but we were like a little bit closer because it was a smaller space not a big deal and he like threw it in the middle of us and we were just like uh okay and he like wouldn't leave so then we like 
like I kind of knew it from ear. So then I started playing like just to get him away. I would like started playing it. I was like, and then he was like, yeah, that's great. And he likes, like he was drunk, obviously. Yeah. And, um, and he like started dancing and then was like, other people were coming over and then like, were asking us to play things. And we were just like, we don't, we can't sorry yeah. no no requests and, yeah no requests sorry like we're this is not what we're here for <laughs> um and so we went back to playing christmas music and it was just a really weird experience um and then it took us a while to even get paid too i think it's always always with the like with university gigs like it takes forever um but yeah what you should have done you should have taken the advantage of course, yeah, we're taking requests from now on. It is uh, 30 bucks each request, you guys. Five, Yeah, $5 for the request for the application, 30 bucks for the actual playing of the song. Yes. <laughs> we're not going to, but we're not uh, promising it's going to be in tune or the yeah. whole song. No. Mm-mm. So, yeah, probably it was just, only the melody. He was just so. Probably only the make melody. It <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, he was just super rude. It was just a really weird experience. Uh, yeah, that. It's bizarre. So bizarre. And then I kind of have another. Um, it's not so much of like something that went wrong, but every year at Penn State, the School of Music puts on a show uh, called Mosaic, which I feel like every music school except for UMass has a version um, where um there's no clapping for the for both parts of the show Mm -hmm. and like one each act or each group or ensemble or solo just goes right into the next one and it happens all over the auditorium like on stage in it like and like I there's like cages like it's very hard to explain if you are a Penn State person and know what I'm talking about and Eisenhower you know exactly what I'm talking about but anyway and it's always chaos <laughs> um and it's always like one of the last concerts we have um it's a lot of fun but there's it's always so much chaos and uh, lots of rehearsals and yeah i always somehow associate those concerts with the holidays as well so um yeah i think those are my those are my two stories nice for me um I guess okay so we have similar to your concert except it's just straight up called a holiday concert at our our school it's just the well it was at my undergrad the UW Eau Claire holiday concert it's gone through a little bit of a change since I left there and obviously COVID happened so it's not happening this year period but um Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, the, the holiday concert would always happen, like, early December. And it was, like, the choirs were, would all... We would do it in our arena. So, like, half of the arena, like, split down the middle. So, one half with risers, risers would be for the audience. And the other half with risers would be, like, the choir stands on the risers. And mm. then you have orchestra, wind band... And then something else I can't remember, <laughs> but you'd have it's all. It's so group- funny how like you for- like we forget details. Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, but <Getting> it would. <laughs> right. But yeah, so that was kind of the setup, and it would happen like similar to how yours was, where it's like, Bing Bang Boom, everybody kind of like yeah, which is back and forth, and like uh-huh. the audience is like swiveling in their chairs, like where is that coming from? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and. 
it you like it was set up pretty well i will say but like there are two facets to this i'll just get the first one over with i mean there's always a an 8 a.m holiday concert dress rehearsal 8 8 a.m to 12 p.m yeah yeah that's similar to mine we had like these crazy like rehearsal times yeah on the saturday before and then the concert would be on a sunday literally same erin oh my gosh (laughs) yeah classic america am i right (laughs) um but it was like kind of a tradition to get totally trashed the night before the 8 a.m dress rehearsal so we'd all have like a party on that day and it also fell around like two of two like popular music people's birthdays this concert oh my gosh so we'd all get wicked drunk and wicked (laughs) there was one the first year that i did i did the whole getting drunk part it was also like i had said don't do this at home kids i had said i was gonna be the designated driver because i didn't realize how crazy it was gonna get and my friends were like really and i was like yeah, you said you weren't going to drink that much. So, like, it's just going to be chill. Lies. <laughs> yeah, it was a lie. And then I got there and everybody was drinking. And stupid me, I got, like, jealous and wanted to have fun. So I asked my younger friend, like, hey, uh, can you drive my car? <laughs> you can just drop it off in the uh, music building parking lot when you're done driving it. Perfect. So stupid. But, yeah, and then I remember... I don't remember getting home that night. I do remember waking up at 7 a.m. <laughs> the bread and walking over to the like the building where we rehearsed and you have to set up all the chairs and then everybody wears an ugly sweater. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> like on purpose, it's also an ugly sweater day. Um, you're all like out of it for the rehearsal. Everybody is. And there was one cellist in my ear who had to had some fluids that wanted to oh, exit her no. body in the upwards direction so That's she ran terrible. to a janitor's closet and let it happen and then came wow you wisconsin people are crazy we're wild and the other funny part is that they'd have the choirs like kind of march into the hall as like a grand entrance but (laughs) there are so many students that like it would take ages yes yes (laughs) they they start so quick with such a good pace and then somehow like it gets backed up and then always i was just sitting there like wrap it up people like come on (laughs) get on stage walk faster it's so funny that's hysterical but yeah and that's like an every year thing it's just a tradition to make it like it's gonna be a bad experience so just make it a little bit worse and a little bit funnier by uh making it (laughs) more trashy oh my god that is really funny i think it's so funny that there is these things that you guys do every year like for me i don't have we don't I, I, i i might be wrong but with my experience we don't have like something that we do for holidays every year but i do have a story one of those church gigs right Mm -hmm. so i was um someone contacted me asking for a quartet and i was like sure and then i 
I called my friends, Kawe, Victor, and Mateus. Shout out for you guys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, of course, yeah, that is it's gonna be easy. Uh, just let us know like the the the, the songs we're playing, and if you wanna like send us the music before, that's okay. If not, too. And they he was like, oh no, it's gonna be fine. It's super chill. Uh, we're gonna have you're gonna have the music in the place. So we also had like a rehearsal a week before, and then a day a day before, and then the the. And the cantata, it was going to be a Christmas cantata. And when we got there, the songs, the arrangements were so hard. First, it was not for a quartet, we discovered that there was going oh to be no. other people. And it was actually so hard. A lot of those crazy stuff with scales and arpeggios and runs and everything. And, oh <laughs> and it was one part of it. So we were like, okay let's practice we have like a week that's gonna be fine um but then this there was like small issues that were happening happening when we were like handling the situation with the concert first the stage was really small and we couldn't really play we were almost like about to fall because there was so many people the choir was so big it was stressful uh, the rehearsals but then we got to the concert and we were like, okay, that's, that's gonna be today ending, <laughs> so we don't have to worry. But then, one of the mo in cert cer uh, certain moment, they just turned off all the lights. <laughs> and we were like, what? Hello? What is going on? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna worry. I was already very stressed and just... Urgh. Because they, uh, because of those small issues that were happening, so I was like, I'm not gonna worry about this. This is not gonna take my peace. <laughs> and then I just waited <laughs> them for turn on the lights again, right? Because I mean, there was it was a whole book of uh, songs that we were playing. We didn't we didn't have anything uh, memorized, and it was not uh, like those traditional songs so even if we did we wouldn't be able to yeah, play like it, can't so. do it by ear or anything no. yeah so we were like okay let's wait and then <laughs> the conductor like lifts his hand and like get ready get ready uh, this song this song and we're like what are you you want to we w you want us to play like in the dark like right now <laughs> and then uh a guy came with a candle and they all started to light candles in the church I think okay. after all, it was like a ceremony with candles and everybody had a candle. Everybody that was watching and everybody that was singing. And like after a while, like lighting one by one, it was actually pretty nice. It was nice. pretty, but there was no light for us, no candle for us because we couldn't hold it because we were playing. So <laughs> oh we couldn't God. read it. It was so bad. And at that moment, I was so... <laughs> so pissed off i was like you know i don't i don't even care i'm oh. just gonna play anything here and i just played i just moved my bow with any note <laughs> I, i'm not very proud of it because uh but anyways it was fun and i i didn't <laughs> i could just like relieve my, all my stress there Oh, <laughs> it didn't sound really good, but okay. it's okay. It's you always fine. Say, like I don't have a story, and then you pull out these stories that are actually that are so crazy. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I remember talking to my friends after that and we were, he was just like they were just like wait what did you did you actually play it i was like no why did you yeah because i saw your bow moving i was like oh my gosh <laughs> i actually played it anything i was playing maybe like jingle bells when they were singing <laughs> something else oh my gosh so yes that happened and Impressive. of course after that we just went to a bar and just took some beers yeah. and then everybody was happy Ooh, oh, sounds wait, about right story and that was actually sad because it was not also someone asked me oh do you do you have like friends to suggest musicians that you could uh, we could have and just build a small orchestra for our cantata it was also going to be for a church and i was like sure i know i got to i know i know the how to call and then i just formed the whole orchestra like a small orchestra like string orchestra with my friends and I was so happy yes let's play together it's gonna be so fun we're gonna yeah. do a great job the songs are like easy but then they called me like after and because it was a church they said oh I'm sorry we're only taking um Christian musics musicians so if you're not from the church you cannot play in the orchestra oh that's awful and I was like, what are you kidding me and it was so bad. I, I felt so bad because I had to just cancel with all my friends. And it was like a gig. It was money that we were yeah. expecting. And also f from the church to do that. Churches, please, don't do that, okay? Just call musicians, no matter where they're, they're from, no, yeah. no matter what they believe. I mean, we would have done so uh, such a better job than we actually did. Because after all, we couldn't find musicians from the church because it was also so last minute so mm -hmm. it was not a good experience so please don't do that okay yeah, yeah oh my gosh kind of crazy yeah. right that's cruel and not the christian way yeah right yeah I mean, like that doesn't make any sense well yeah. well that was who my needs story. them just kidding <laughs> Um, not well, those, not those, right? Okay. We have some kind of wild stories, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it makes me that think like how much we have been through in this life, right? So much. <laughs> and I'm not even talking about all my gigs. I have so much. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, should we move on to my favorite part of the the podcast? Oh, yeah. Portuguese word of the day. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Finally, I was prepared for this moment, you guys. Yeah. Oh I'm so this proud. I was not uh, caught by surprise. I actually <laughs> thought about this before. So yes, thank you so much. Thank you for believing in me. <laughs> um. So for today, words of the day, I thought because we are doing our last episode of the year. Yeah. And yeah. also. And this holiday season that we are, I thought it would be fun for you guys to know how to say Feliz Aniversario and Feliz Ano Novo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Aniversario no. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, what? What did you say? <laughs> I don't know how to speak Portuguese anymore. Oh my god. I was reading. And I, I, I was reading something and I said something else. So oh. what I meant is 
Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And I said, Happy Birthday. <laughs> well, you did have a birthday yesterday, Rebecca. Oh, yes. So maybe that's why. Yes, it was in my head. I'm so sorry, you guys. So let's okay. say it again. Okay, okay. redo. Feliz anniversary. No. You're doing it again. No. <laughs> oh my God, I'm reading. Wait. Okay. <laughs> Feliz Natal. <laughs> Feliz Feliz Natal. 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 Feliz Natal. Natal. Natal is Christmas. Oh, nice. So when we say Happy New Year, we also say Feliz and then Ano Novo. Ano Novo. Wait, wait, can you say it again? Ano Novo. Ano Novo. It is Novo? Novo. Novo. We, no. Yeah, with the accent, we would say novo. It, no. It's two words, it's like new year, so it is ano and novo. The um, ano, emphasis. Novo. Yeah, great. So everything together. Feliz, oh, gosh. feliz Natal e Feliz Ano Novo. Okay. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Feliz, feliz Natal, Natal and Feliz. A feliz ano novo. That's not good. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is right. So it, I'm. I actually, you guys are doing a great job because so far we are, we're only doing like words, and now we're doing a whole phrase. So it is. A, it is a great accomplishment. Aaron, we're job, doing guys. it. Aaron, we're doing it. <laughs> Salty, well. fluent word by word. <laughs> Okay, so I have an idea about how, so this is the part of the episode where we always talk about our tuning, but I think mm -hmm. um, when we talk about our tuning, maybe add in a New Year's resolution since, yeah. yeah, the next time we'll be on the pod is in 2021, thank God. Wow. <laughs> Not that we're missing po podcast episodes, but mm -hmm. that will be in the year 2021. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Anyone oh. want to start? I can go. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> my week was a bummer a little bit. Uh, yeah, my grandmother passed away uh, last Friday. Uh, but I am very glad that I was, I've been able to be down here with my family um, and support my mom. And yeah, uh, but besides that, my week... I mean, we've had Suzuki training. Habeka and I have started Suzuki teacher training, which has been very interesting. Um, we're finally done with the semester. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, submitted my paper, uh, got all A's. Yay, school. Yay. Um, so yeah, some obviously some downs, but some nice things that have come along the way since. Um, hmm. I'm going to give my week of, uh, hmm, I don't even know. Hmm. I'm just going to go, I don't even know, an average five. I mean, okay. yeah, right. I'm just going to give it an average five. I think, I think that oh. is, that is my week. It's pretty good. Um, my, my new year's resolution. Um, I think, um, I guess related to what we talk about on the podcast for sure, I want to find more new music <laughs> um, and I want to play more new music. That is a huge goal of mine. Um, 
and continue educating ourselves like we keep doing each week I think that is also a huge part Mm -hmm. of my new year's resolution um yeah and then also to play music with you guys I want to play music with you guys I know Hefeka and I are going to be playing stuff for our recital together I'm very excited um but we've got to include Aaron somehow (laughs) somehow somehow (laughs) well it will make it happen I'm gonna make that my new year's resolution too so yeah yeah that's so nice that's all I have (laughs) oh well my week was it was really good not gonna lie um I don't even well I've had a ton of time off of work which has just been nice a lot of free time to myself um but I've also shared it with a really nice person, <laughs> which has been really great, um, as well as just good things have happened. I can't go home for uh, the holidays, which kind of sucks, Aww. but, you know, I feel like we're making do pretty well, and I am lucky to live with some really great roommates and to be in, like, I can talk to you guys all the time. So yeah. I don't feel alone at all, which oh, that's is good. good. Yeah. Um, but it's been, it's been really good overall. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to give it a 10 out of 10. I wow. have this is much... like the third week in a row, Erin. I'm wow. so jealous. <laughs> so These are just good um, for which I am very grateful because there have been a lot of times in my life when the average would have been a zero out of ten, you know? Totally, yeah. You yeah. just so, it. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, and I guess for New Year's resolution, I, I never make these, so I always forget. I usually don't either, but... Yeah. Mine's going to be simple and the same one that I had last year which is to learn how to French braid my hair because I don't know how and I really I don't know either it's a skill that I feel like would be really good to have <laughs> um and then I'll, I'll, I'll I want to play music with you guys that would be yeah really fun. so those are my new cute. year's re- resolutions not very deep but you know wait I may add French braiding to mine as well <laughs> my mom always French braided my hair in school and yeah. I never, I can't do it. I've tried. I like it when it's like solid on your, you know, when it's, you yes. don't have to think about it. It's just like, whoosh. boom, done. Yeah. yeah. Wait, let's learn together. Yes. Good I'm going to add it to mine too, because oh my gosh. <laughs> I know how to do it, but I don't know, actually. It looks really bad when I do it. I can just regular braid my hair. <laughs> just yeah. The regular one. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. It's not very special. <laughs> regular braid <laughs> what do you call it regular just braid. A braid just a I braid regular braid <laughs> i can normal braid it's funny as a verb <laughs> yeah well um my week i was thinking about it and i think i'm gonna compare it to my social media yesterday so I had a lot of really good stuff yesterday was my birthday it was Yay, so great day I could talk to a lot of people and it was really good but in my social media was also there was also a lot of had uh, happy and sad memories mm-hmm. from one of our our um, angels that um, had left us 
three years ago or Junkian. And I know that all of um, Shiny fans uh, really miss him and we all love him. So that was my week and he was really great. And <laughs> also a lot of really thoughtful and sad moments. Yeah. But I think from that, I will give um, a 7 out of 10. It was uh, really good just seeing everybody. And I just want to thank for everybody that uh, made my birthday day a really special day. It was really nice. Thank you so much. Yay. Yay. For my resolutions. Well, we have the um, French braid, right? Yes, and for sure. <laughs> I am also not not gonna go too deep. I think every year I I try to do something really deep, but when I look back, none of that happened. So it never happened. Yeah. I'm just gonna say, well, I wanna play more music with you guys, definitely. Yay! Yay! And good. We're all on the same page. <laughs> yeah, and I want to learn how to write Korean, not to speak, just to write the symbols. Okay. I already I already got a book, so I just have to start. Oh, yeah. Go hook back up. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. I could <laughs> never. I. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess we're at the end of our podcast for 2020. How crazy. Well, Thanks for making this great. This has added so much to my year. So same, you guys. I love this podcast. It's like the only reason I'm in school right now. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and this is it. <laughs> I have to agree. <laughs> yeah, I really love uh, it here with you guys too. I I feel that we're building so many special memories, and when I look back, it was a really nice semester because of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah. Well. I guess we'll do another episode in 2021. Um, To our listeners, though, any ideas, any thoughts, questions, go ahead and send them on over. Best way is going to be through our Instagram account. That is Mm -hmm. at outoftunepod. Um, And of course, except for the next two weeks, tune in every Saturday. Uh, We will definitely be back in 2021 so yes yeah thank you so much for listening uh, to us during this year it was great having you and i hope we could have uh, a good impact in your life too so i see you in 2021 oh my gosh crazy well and this has been out Out of of tune on zoom Bye. Bye.